Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. <laughs> the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. I'm sure that our listeners in the far south, where snow is an infrequent luxury, will pardon me for a moment while I read you part of a letter that a railway man from Nebraska just sent in. It tells about one very special winter use for Johnson's Wax, and I believe it'll be helpful information for a great many of you. In the wintertime, he writes, I always apply Johnson's Wax to my snow shovel when I shovel snow off my sidewalks. This prevents the snow from sticking to the shovel, and certainly is a big help, especially when the snow is heavy and wet. You may want to tell Fibber and Molly's many admirers about it. Well, as a matter of fact, we do. And now we have. The next time any of you have snow to shovel off your walk, try a little Johnson's Wax on the shovel. It really works. This is just one of over 100 extra labor-saving uses for Johnson's Wax. Besides its main use for protecting your floors, furniture, and woodwork. If you've been trying to get 79 Wistful Vista on the phone for the last half hour without success, it's because the squire has been using it to promote a party. He's still trying as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. Hello? Wilcox resident? Is that you, Junior? It's Fibber McGee speaking. And McGee. Yeah. Look, can you and Mrs. W. come over tonight? Molly and I are throwing a wingding. Yeah. Yeah, we're celebrating. Huh? We're celebrating. Oh, didn't you know? Our laundry came back today. <laughs> huh? Oh. Okay, Junior. Some other time. Bye. Can't make it, huh? No. Looks like everybody we called up is busy tonight. We can't celebrate. And me with six clean shirts. <laughs> oh, there must be something we could do. Go out and ring doorbells or break windows, maybe? Yeah, we got to do something. This is an occasion. I wonder if that laundry gave us special treatment or something. My gosh, they only had it since October. <laughs> well, they always liked you anyway, dearie. They did? How'd you know? Oh, they're always keeping some little souvenir, like a button off a shirt or the toe out of a sock. <laughs> well, anyway, this is a great day. Ah, let me sit down and hold those shirts on my lap a while. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't they look beautiful? Heavenly days, you know, if they continue to give us this kind of service, why, you can send your shirts out three or four times a year. Mm-hmm. We don't... <laughs> What's the matter, McGee? Oh, I don't know. I'm just restless. Here we are, the luckiest people in town, taking the fact that our laundry is back like it was an everyday occurrence. My gosh, we ought to be out painting the town red. Well, hand me a brush, dearie. You mean? Well, why not? Come on, let's go. I'll take you out to dinner. Then we'll go to some nightclub and we'll dance till the place closes up. 
What do you say? Okay, where'll we go? You leave that to me, Angel Puss. I'll find a joint. <laughs> you creep into your minks while I change into my heavy watch chain. <laughs> Are we going formal, McGee? Nah, nobody goes formal these days. You wear your black dress with the polite pearls. Cultured pearls. Same thing. <laughs> hey, how's my blue serge? Too shiny? Well, it was. In fact, the tailor told me he had to wear smoked glasses while he pressed the pants. <laughs> but I brushed it with a wire brush, and it's all right. Oh, fine. Say, where'd you say we were going? Well, there's the Empire Room at Charlie's Chili Bowl. Oh, no. The dance floor's too crowded there. Oh. The waiters have to take your food around the block and in the back door. <laughs> well, how about the General Eisenhower Allied Victory Club? I never heard of it. Well, they changed the name. Used to be the old Heidelberg Student Prince Beer Garden. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sweet music and sauerkraut. <laughs> I remember the time... Come in. Good evening, folks. My name's Beulah. Huh? Yes, and I wonder, could you drag me to the residence where Mr. and Mrs. Toops live in? I'm a foreigner in this neighborhood. Oh, well, certainly. Uh, the Toopses live in the third house down on this side of the street. Are you their new cook? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> If they have good references, I miss. You see the third house down? Yeah, that's it, Beulah. You'll see a sign sticking up out of the snow that says, Keep off the grass. That's the place. Thank you. If you ever have dinner with the Toopses, maybe I can return the favor. How? If I shake my head, don't eat it. <laughs> you haven't worked in this neighborhood before, eh? No, sir, no, sir. I've been working cross town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only reason I left is they treated me just like one of the family. And I stood there as long as I could. Well, now, if you go to work at Mr. Toops's, we'll probably be seeing you, Beulah. Yeah, we see quite a bit of them and their neighbor, Dr. Gamble. Dr. Gamble? Uh-huh. Oh, does he reside in this neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a fine man, Dr. Gamble. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, he, he operated on my third husband for Gladstone. <laughs> Gladstone's Beulah? Yes, um, he was a red cap at Union Station and six Gladstone bags fell on his head. <laughs> a suitcase if I ever heard one. Excuse me? I says you should have started suit. He had a case. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he a real amusing, ain't he, man? <laughs> well, there are two schools of thought on that, and I've been expelled from both of them. Well, give our regards to the Toopses, Beulah. I'm afraid I can't do that, sir. Oh, why not? Well, I don't know who you is, if you is, and I'm sure you must be. <laughs> oh, we're Mr. and Mrs. McGee. Oh, pleased to meet you. How do you do? Hello. Hello. Goodbye. 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 Well, I'm afraid she won't like working for Mrs. Toops, do you? No. No, she just keeps them long enough to use up their ration stamps. <laughs> Well, this ain't celebrating the return of our laundry, Molly. Come on, let's go out and swing it. Heavenly days. I haven't been out for so long, I don't know what they're dancing now. Are they still having Charleston contests? Yeah, but now they call it jitterbugging. Though the big rage is the rumba. The rumba. Yeah, that's a variation of an old dance called the happy hound dog. The rumba is? <laughs> what does a hound dog do when he's happy? He wags Exactly. His... That's the... <laughs> Come on, Molly, let's get dressed. All right. Where's my derby hat? I want to brush it off. I've wanted to for years. <laughs> it's in the hall closet. In here? That's not where I want to. <laughs> Gotta straighten out that closet one of these days. 
and his orchestra play My Heart Stood Still. Club Flush. It's quite a spot, they tell me. They got a swell boogie-woogie player there. Oh, boogie-woogie. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Isn't that the kind of piano playing that sounds like rain on the roof with the left hand and somebody playing the flute in the attic with the right hand? <laughs> That's it. If we can get a ringside table in here, we can... Okay, doorman, okay. Open up for a couple of cash customers. Don't be impetuous, mister. There are very few places in this mercenarious world where cash is nil and void, but you have stumbled onto one this night. Well, uh, what do you mean? Aren't you open for business tonight? Lady, was I to permit you to peer into the interior of this abattoir, you would recoil in horror. It is so crowded that the trombone player is flat on his back, playing vertical. <laughs> well, look, bud, I ain't exactly innocent in this nightclub stuff. There's always room for one more couple if the proper arrangements are made. How's about, how's about a couple of bucks for yourself? I agree that you is not innocent, Doc. Use as guilty of attempted bribery. I am stationed at this door to separate the heps from the ix. <laughs> and I I cannot betray that trust. Not for no two bucks. For ten, I could maybe arrange for you to sit with the band and eat off the drum. Say, listen, we won't pay ten dollars to get into any nightclub. That's outrageous, bud. I don't mind tipping for services rendered, but bye, George. Hey, look, uh, will five bucks do it? Sorry, comrade. Five bucks would put me too high in the brackets come March 15th. Come on, McGee, let's just find a restaurant and have dinner and then go dance someplace. Okay, and look, bud, you can afford to be tough with the customers now, but wait till things ain't quite so prosperous. Come those times again, Doc. My salary is raised 50%. Why, nobody needs a bouncer when they don't have any business. Not to bounce people out, lady. Come hard times, I can stand out here and bounce people in. Now move on, friends. Ah, yes, Mr. Chilius. Well, we shouldn't have any trouble getting in here, Molly. 
The rhinestone horseshoe holds about 300 people. Looks pretty expensive, McGee. What's the cover charge? Only a dollar and a half. I can handle that, maybe. <laughs> hey, isn't that Alice standing by the door? Alice, darling. Why, yes, it is. Hello, hmm? Alice. Oh, hello there. Jeepers, are you folks going in this place? Why not, Alice? Have they run out of tuna fish for their chicken a la king? <laughs> <laughs> We're stepping tonight, Alice. Our laundry came back. Yeah. Oh, but my dear, this place is so crowded. I don't know why Bobby Sock ever brought me here. Who? Bobby Sock. He's my boyfriend. His real name is Robert Lyle Weaver, but everybody calls him Bobby Sock. Oh, I see. Where is he now, Alice? Buying his hat back from those female bandits in the check room? Oh, no. He's settling our dinner check. $33.65. He'll be out in a few hours. In a few hours? Can't he write a check faster than that? He isn't writing a check. He's washing dishes. <laughs> That's why I stay away from these clip joints. I always wind up with five o'clock shadow, tattletale gray hair, and dishwater cans. <laughs> Is the music good in there, Alice? Well, it's not bad, Mrs. McGee. It's Gordon Gherkin and his 12 pickles. <laughs> <laughs> they specialize on reviving old dance tunes. Oh, that's for me. I like that. Well, it's a case of have to with Gordon Gherkin, I guess. Huh? He's had so many musicians go into the army, the only ones he can get are old men who just know numbers like, oh, you beautiful doll and stuff. Mm -hmm. Criminy, those gates really creak. <laughs> well, if this place charges such awful prices for dinner, it's not for us, McGee. We've got better places to put our money, such as it is. Oh, we can afford it, Molly, just this once. Oh, let's not kid ourselves. We can't lick war stamps with our tongues and our cheeks. Good night, Alice. Good night. So long, Al. Now let's see where... Uh-oh. Hey, taxi! Taxi! Where are we going, McGee? I just thought of a swell place. Hey, driver, take us to that Hawaiian place up on 14th Street. The Waikiki Keyhole. <laughs> yeah, hurry, and don't spare the horses. Thanks, bud. Here's your fare and 15 cents for yourself. Don't spend it in riotous living. Oh, my. Well, looks like this place was doing a big business, McGee. That's a very popular spot. You like Hawaiian music? Oh, I love it. You know, I'd like to live in the islands. And swing and sway the live long day in a skirt of hay, hay, hay. <laughs> I tell you, there's something Well, about... hello, folks. Don't tell me you're going nightclubbing. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. And what if we are, Junior? We've been downtown before, at night. <laughs> Nobody has to tie us up when a streetcar goes by We wear shoes, too In fact, I even know how to catch a waiter's attention clear across the room Well, I've never known how to do that, pal What's the secret? Well, you walk over to him and stick a fork in his leg <laughs> Hey, you told me on the phone you couldn't come to our party tonight How come now we find you out nightclubbing now? Well, this place does such a terrific business I have to come at odd hours to talk to the manager He's an old customer of mine here we go again, folks. Just bear in mind that Wilcox is to Racine, Wisconsin, what McCarthy is to Bergen. <laughs> Except that Bergen is sometimes surprised at what comes out, and Racine never is. <laughs> Excuse the digression, Junior. <laughs> sure. But I was just talking to the manager about his kitchen floor. Say, I wonder what he uses on the linoleum to keep the colors fresh and bright and preserve it against all the wear and tear and protect it against all the stuff that must be spilled on it from day to day. <laughs> Why, he uses Johnson's self-polishing glow coat No My God 
Well, well, well. It's a small world, isn't it? <laughs> you know, the kitchen in this place is immaculate. Every noon before they open up, the kitchen boys pour out some glow coat, spread it around, and in 20 minutes or less, the kitchen floor is a beautiful sight to behold. Mm-hmm. Gleaming, sparkling, spotless. Restaurant owners like Johnson's glow coat because they don't have to waste time rubbing and buffing it to a high polish. Oh. When it dries, it has a high polish. Well, this is the place we've been looking for, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, we both love that soft, restful Hawaiian music. Hey, you think you'd get us a table in here, Junior? Well, let's open the door and take a look. No, I don't think so. See what you mean. Well, come on, Molly. Let's go. Well, this place looks a little quieter, McGee. Know anything about it? No, we'll ask this guy coming out. Hey, bud, you been in the Pelican Club here? Yes, why? Uh, Why do they call it the Pelican Club? When you see the size of your bill, you'll know, madam. (laughs) What kind of place is this, bud? Horrible. How's the music? Raucous. The food? Atrocious. How's the service? Arrogant. Crowds. Maddening. Prices? Sheer larceny. Well, if it's that bad, why do you patronize it? I have to. I own it. Can I? (laughs) Well, uh, frankly, McGee, I'm getting a little worn out. Can't you think of any place we could go and dance? Look, let's stop at Kramer's Drugstore and get a bowl of soup and a sandwich and then go to a nice dance hall. Like, for instance, the Cassidy Hotfoot up on the north side. Oh, that's a swell idea. After all, a nightclub doesn't... Well, now, who would I be meeting so far from home than Molly and Fibberland? Children, you're a sight for sore eyes, which I happen to have because of a slight argument with the head waiter at the Gay Paris. The Gay Paris? Hey, we were thinking a little earlier about going there for dinner and dancing, Uncle Dennis. What was your argument about? Oh, the dirty, underhanded Mahomedan gave me a piece of steak that was stolen off the tread of a General Sherman tank, and I made a joking reference to the same. Oh, I see. I says, I don't mind eating the horse, Mansoor, but after this, would you be so good as to remove the harness before not quite cooking it enough? <laughs> and the battle was on. Oh, dear. Was it quite a fracas, Uncle Dennis? Oh, it was a glorious bit of a brawl, Makushla. I led with my right. He countered with a sugar bowl. I crossed with me left. He jabbed with a ketchup, ketchup bottle. Mm-hmm. I stuck me thumb in his eye. Still fighting fair. <laughs> he kicked me under the chin. I slugged him with a passing busboy. He pours hot coffee down me neck. And then, that's when I lost my temper. Well, nice control up to there. So what happened? Well, I'm a bit confused from there on, lad. Though I dimly remember shaking hands with the Gazoon and congratulating him on putting up a fine defense. And what did he say? Not a word, him being unconscious at the time, as far as I could see. <laughs> had a table across his face. Oh, you can have a grand time at the Gay Paris. Whoa! Tread on the tailor, my coat. Whoa, tread on... The King's Men sing Deacon Jones. Brothers and sisters and sisterettes, Deacon Jones sends his deepest regrets. So while the deacon's absent from the meeting tonight, there's something about the deacon that I want to set right. What's that, brother? Who is so respected? Deacon Joe. Who is kind and unaffected? Deacon Joe. 
when a sinner's lone and low, who will share his tale of woe? Hallelujah, hallelujah, Deacon Joe. Now who's so handsome and good-looking? Deacon Joe. Well, who can smell a rooster cooking? Deacon Joe. Who gets all the chicken breast and leave the giblets for the rest? Hallelujah, hallelujah, Deacon Joe. Who is loved by all his neighbors and admired? The deacon. Who will help you with your labors when you're tired? The deacon. Who will help you beat the rug? Who will find that cider jug? Hallelujah, hallelujah, Deacon Jones. Who's the first to church on Sunday full of pride? Why, the deacon. Who's the last to work on Monday sleepy-eyed? The deacon. And the balance of the week. Who goes fishing down the creek? Hallelujah, hallelujah, Deacon Joe. Now, brothers and sisters, you all know that everybody has his imperfection. But before we all adjourn and before the deacon return, we will hold the annual Heavenly days. Even the restaurants are jammed. Yeah, I never knew this town had so much nightlife. Maybe we should have made a reservation someplace. I just made a reservation. What? Never to do this again. <laughs> Doggone it, there must be some quiet little place that has a sandwich and a cup of coffee. I'd settle for a cracker and a harmonica at this stage of the game. Oh, hey, there's Doc Gamble. Maybe he knows the place. Hey, Doc, wait a minute. Well, hello there, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Doctor. Hello, McGee. You're looking very ship-shaped. Oh, you think so, Doc? Yes, indeed. Particularly from the stern, do you have a ship shape? <laughs> oh, yeah. Will anybody ever tell you you look like a sub, normal? <laughs> now, stop it, boy, stop uh, it. Certainly. What are you two doing roaming the streets? Didn't you hear the curfew? We're celebrating, Doc. It's a big occasion for us. Sure, our laundry came back today. Well, congratulations. How did it look? Ah, oh, beautiful, Doc. Simply beautiful. Yes. Drop by tomorrow sometime and see it, Doctor. Yeah. I'd like to very much. Yeah. I sent out some laundry once. <laughs> but it never... It never... Oh, I'm sorry, Doc. <laughs> Something you... You loved very much, was it? Yes. Oh. Four sulka shirts and some no-sag underwear. <laughs> It's very lonely without them. <laughs> Sorry to be so emotional. Oh, that's all right, Doctor. We know how it is. Hey, Doc, we're looking for a good place to eat, and then we want to go someplace and dance. You got any ideas? No, I'm afraid not, McGee. I hate nightclubs myself. Uh -huh. I can get the same effect by kneeling down and banging my head on the sidewalk. <laughs> and besides, I can never get a paper hat that fits me. <laughs> Well, we don't want a nightclub, Doctor. Just a quiet place to eat. We can go dancing afterwards. Yeah. I uh, wish I could go with you. I've always wanted to see McGee dance. 
I imagine it'll look something like a road scraper with a broken governor. Oh. <laughs> now, look here, Doctor. All we did was ask you a civil question about where we could get something to eat. But I'm not hungry anymore. I'm fed up with your wisecracks. Why, you wouldn't know a wisecrack if it was tattooed on your forehead by Joe Miller. <laughs> Without a lampshade on your head, you're the death of the party. Oh, listen to him. I wouldn't know a wisecrack, he says. Why, you malpractice... Say, say, I just thought where you might go. Really? Where, Doc, old man? Tell us. Now, look, if you want good food and good service... Yeah. ...with a minimum of expense... Yeah. ...take the next Oak Street bus oh. and go right on down... Hmm. Isn't this good coffee, McGee? Wonderful. Let's dance one more dance and have another cup. I could use another order of that pastry, too. Well, it turned out to be a nice evening after all, didn't it? Yeah. What time is it? Ha, what do you care what time it is? Come on, let's dance. Or do you want to drink this one out? <laughs> I finished my coffee, thanks. Huh. Let's go. Okay. Good floor, isn't it? Be yourself, dearie. Who was I being? Harlow Wilcox. <laughs> <laughs> Why, darling, you're dancing beautifully. What was that last tricky little step you did? That wasn't a step. <laughs> I was scratching my left leg with my right foot. <laughs> ah, you remember how we used to take those moonlight excursions on the Illinois River, McGee? Yeah. The old city of Peoria. I think that was the steamboat that invented Fulton. Yeah. <laughs> Used to go clear up to Starved Rock, didn't we? Ah, good old Starved Rock. Remember Fred Nittany from there? The guy I was in Waterville with? Yes, you've told me all about him. Ah, we had a great little act. We had one gag where I'd dance up to Fred and say, Do you file your nails? He'd say, No, I just throw them away. <laughs> and he'd hit me on the head with a folded newspaper. <laughs> Surefire. <laughs> I'll bet it was. Does it bother you if I listen while you talk while we dance? Not a bit. Yes, sir, those were great old days in Baltimore. I wonder whatever become of all those people. There was one act, Burns and Allen, they called themselves. See, could that have been Bob Burns and Fred Allen? No, oh, this was a guy and a girl. Oh, she was cute. He was always kind of barking at her. Gracie. Like that. Yeah? <laughs> oh, well. They're probably sitting around some broken-down theatrical boarding house. <laughs> Living on their memories. Ah, thank you, Mrs. McGee. Thank you. Shall we go back to our table? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, am I glad Doc suggested this place. So am I. Yeah. And you know what would make the evening perfect? What? Let's pile the dishes in the sink and wash them in the morning. <laughs> That's a deal. It's a deal. You haul them out while I turn off the Victrola. Up, <laughs> Whenever I spend a little time in my own kitchen, and that's quite often, I'll admit, I realize how important linoleum floors really are. When they're bright and sparkling, the kitchen is certainly a much pleasanter place to work in. That in itself is a good enough reason for using Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. 
And yet that's only a very small part of the glow coat story. A more important reason is, of course, the way glow coat protects linoleum surfaces against wear and dirt. How it makes linoleum last six to ten times longer. Another is the way glow coat saves you work. Because it's self-polishing, it needs no rubbing or buffing. You simply apply and let dry. Glow coat does the rest. Even on linoleum that's been down for many years, glow coat works wonders. And if you're putting down any new linoleum, then be sure that from the very first day, it's protected regularly with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Telephone is ringing. Uh, 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 who set the clock for this time of night? That isn't the clock. That's the telephone. Go answer it. Uh, oh, oh. Hello. Who? Oh. Oh, fine. Well, thanks, Junior. Goodbye. Who was that? Wilcox. Said he got a reservation for us at the Shea Huen, if we can pick it up in 15 minutes. Well, isn't that nice? That's ah, wonderful. Good night. Good night, all. The character of Uncle Dennis heard on this program was played by Ransom Sherman. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.